Hey, Melody here with another episode of Tales from the Unwound, the knit night in a podcast you never knew you needed. Um, it's been a bit of a rough week. Um, I've said a few times it's been a rough week in white men specifically. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, the feds have landed in Seattle and I've got friends on the ground in the protests and... I would be lying if I didn't say I wasn't totally freaking out about that, because um, I'm totally freaking out about that. Um, I'm glad that they're out there, and I'm glad that I know people who are doing the work and that I can support people who are doing that work. But also, I'm terrified. And yeah. So anyways, I had all of these ambitions to write out a whole script, or at least like write out a list of points. Um, the big thing that I wanted to do was to make sure that I had written down all of the things that I wanted to say in this episode so that I could you know, reference it while I was talking and then yada yada yada. And so I started writing and I wrote on a bunch a couple days ago, like 10 minutes or so, just sat down and I was like, wow, I'm really satisfied with how all of this writing went. And there was one more thing that I wanted to add and I couldn't remember what it was. And then... I landed in the hell zone. Um, I was listening to a podcast last week, um, some number of days ago. Really, time is just not a thing anymore that I can comprehend. <laughs> yeah, so I was listening to it's the creators of Welcome to Night Vale, um, Jeffrey Craner and Joseph Fink. Just they, well, Joseph. One of them. Jeffrey Craner is making a honest honest to God, I cannot tell the two of them apart, so I'm not even gonna try it. One of them is making a podcast called Our Plague Year about living through this year in the pandemic. Um, I think he might have started it just before all of the lockdowns started. But regardless, it's been various creators, various people talking about living through the pandemic and this most recent episode he posted had a, a bit about, um, I'm going to stop recording for a second and take a few breaths and then keep Okay. Hi, I'm back. It was harder than I expected to get myself to hit record again, but I guess I'm recording again now. I thought that would give me a chance to catch my breath and instead it gave me a chance to like think which turned out not to be a good thing. So, anyways, I was listening to the Our Plague Year podcast, which this most recent episode, they pulled an episode of the podcast that the two night creators do together called Start With This, which has been going for a little over a year now. I feel like I started listening to it last year in January or February. Um but it might have been till later in the spring. Anyways, they did an episode. That is just the two creators, Jeffrey Craner and Joseph Fink, talking about creating and kind of how to build a habit of creation. Because, as they say, and I agree, and most people who talk about creating agree, if you want to be creating, you need to build a habit of creation. Because waiting for inspiration to show up before you ever put the pen to paper or whatever 
system for creating you want to use. I guess I should have pulled a knitting knitting euphemism here, a knitting comparison, but you know, not quite on my game right now. Anyways, one of the things that they mentioned, they talked a lot about creating um, this episode, they talked about creating in the pandemic and how it's been affected for both of them. And I found that most of the things that they talked about really resonated, especially feeling, having a hard time focusing, having a hard time being motivated. And one of the things they mentioned was a tweet that had got, gained some popularity that was um, living in a pandemic is characterized by a couple of days of feeling good and being productive and getting things done and really feeling like you've got a handle on this living on a pandemic thing. And followed by an entry into the hell zone where you don't know what time is and nothing happened. And I feel like I've been spending like two or three days of good solid productivity followed by three or four days in the hell zone as my cycle at the moment. And I mean, I've generally, generally I've met, and I think I mentioned this before, my mental health has been a lot better in during the pandemic than it has been for the past few years, which is a weird trip, but mostly just mostly just a statement to how unhealthy I was and how sick I was for the, most of that time. Um, but I'm still struggling a lot with intention and focus, and I definitely have that cycle. So what happened, now that I am six minutes into this episode, um, <laughs> I guess when I erase silences, it might get a bit shorter. Audacity has some cool features, and I'm looking forward to diving into all of the cool production shit that I can do, but one baby step at a time. <sighs> Anyways, what I was what I was doing with the episode, I tried to write out a script and or like a bit of a thing. And I did, and it was good, and it was missing that one other thing that I couldn't remember, and I thought, I'm just gonna set this down and I'll give it until tomorrow. And tomorrow, hopefully overnight, I'll remember write down somewhere what that one more thing was, and then I will go ahead and record it once I have a fresh pair of eyes and I can maybe, you know, if I'm really feeling ambitious, do a rewrite in another 10 minute, you know, scramble, I don't know, whatever, have it be a bit more polished. And I had all these wonderful thoughts and now I am coming back out of the hell zone and finding that I did not do any of those things. I did actually, um, for me, it's not so much the hell zone as just the space where I am not able to be productive. And I guess there's a lot of questions about productivity. I, I don't know how to... I've gotten very... Hi, Barrett. Cat came to say hi. All right, Barrett, I'm going to put you on my lap. You okay there? No, you're staying there. Um, what was I saying before the cat interrupted? <sighs> I've gotten used to my brain having cycle of being able to focus and be engaged and having a harder time. This is something that's been very prevalent with the mental health issues that I've been going through is that I need to recognize that sometimes I just can't. And if I sit there and I shit on myself for not being able to do shit, I'm not going to get out of the pile of shit because I'm just adding to it. Um, and so it really has been more it has been an exercise to learn to ride the waves. So saying the hell zone feels not entirely accurate from my experience because it's not necessarily hellish if I'm not expecting to do anything. Just means coming out of it's fun. I have a 
fun Lotus Drizzle in the sink still with right now. But yesterday I made pasta salad, and then it made me sick. And that wasn't relevant to anything. Um, so, what I was gonna do, I finally decided, is that I'm gonna pull out my script. I've, like, been digging for the pad of paper. I conveniently just opened the pad of paper to... Let me make sure I'm actually facing the microphone and so you can hear me. Oh gosh. So most of what I wrote down was everything that I've said so far, so I actually remembered it pretty well. Um, so, okay. The other thing that I wanted to say after last week, last episode of kind of letting everyone know that everything is so complex that nobody can possibly understand it. Um, I know that that can... I feel like I'm making such a hard transition here. <sighs> Anyways, y'all got me. Um, actually, 90% of my why I was struggling was making that transition at all, so... It can be really hard to feel like there's not much we can do in the face of huge problems that are so big that we can't understand. And that's true. Um, it sucks. There's not a ton we can do. None of us really individually has the power to just sit down now and plan out how we're going to... For one thing, we definitely can't sit down and plan out how we're going to fix everything. Um, and it's very, very hard to see our own impact on the situation. Um, one of the things that I try to keep in mind and keep comforted by is understanding that it doesn't need to be about me solving all of the problems. I don't need to know. I don't need to be the one who fixes everything. Um, there's a lot of people here who are able to do this work and I'm just, I just need to work to push things in the right direction. Um, I figure there's a lot of ways that any situation can go. Uh, the, I mean, we see this with the pandemic, obviously. We could have had a fairly light non-issue pandemic. Instead, we're having a total trash fire of everything pandemic. And there's a lot of factors on the way that made it the way it is. And yes, those factors are all big and huge, and we are all individually small. But when we, we look at the way that all of the individual factors that made things a little bit worse add up, we can also see the way that all of the individual people and actions that we do can add up very, very quickly as well. So even while I know that I can't enact gigantic change, and also maybe I can, and I just can't see it right now. But I also know that tiny things make a difference, and as long as I'm pushing things in the right direction, it's at least something, and it will at least add up. Um, part of why I think of it this way is because I know when I'm having a day where everything is impossible, it feels like I can't make any progress on my goals. It feels important to progress on my goals, and it feels important to do something. And I've found that if I try to forgive myself and just spend five minutes 
at something or do one small thing, it still ends up adding up really quickly. Like the knitting projects that I'm not, I still haven't been knitting at all. Um, that's a big thing. But the projects that have been the most challenging to overcome that I've eventually finished have been the ones that I have just tried to make a habit of picking up and finishing a row, doing a few stitches, putting on a podcast, and knitting what I can. And there's ways that we can do this to solve the big problems in the world, too. Like, I say that, I try to be confident when I say it. It's so hard right now. I know it's so hard right now. But I know that I can do what I can to not increase the spread of disease. And I know that I can, even if I'm not the kind of person who can put myself out on the protest lines when federal agents are in town kidnapping people or arresting them or whatever, I can be supportive to the people who are. And I also know how much that just the emotional support helps. And also just seeing people when we're in a time of so much pain and suffering, it's so helpful just to be seen and making an effort to recognize people and let them know that you see them without expecting anything from them. I I just try to make eye contact with people or help them when I can. It makes more of a difference than you necessarily realize. Last week I needed to get out of town for a couple of days. I've been cooped up in my apartment for so long. I needed to be somewhere where I could go outside without putting a mask on to get there, which is not a place my apartment is. I have to wear a mask when I'm in the hallways, so I'm not possibly infecting my neighbors, and that is fine, and I am happy to do it, and it, I still find it... Honestly, now that I've gotten used to wearing a mask, I'm realizing that the mask doesn't make it as hard to breathe as the anxiety of knowing that I could be breathing a deadly virus onto someone makes it hard to breathe when there are people around. So I've gotten more and more comfortable with wearing a mask, and I also just really needed to go outside, and so I found an Airbnb cabin that I could rent for a couple nights and just got out of town. Um, and it was good. I disconnected, and it was sorely, sorely needed. And on the way home, I was... Uh, I stopped for gas before getting on the highway because I had the thought I should make sure not to get stuck without gas. And so I stopped for gas, and I was like, cool, I've got a full tank of gas. I can drive around a bit if I want to. And I wanted to explore some of the forest roads up around Snoqualmie Pass and in that area spend some time, maybe get my hammock out, find some trees. Um, and I pulled off the road onto a forest road that I don't know and haven't been on and was just really thinking, was feeling very free and I was really happy and excited about doing some exploring just because I can. Um, I, I crave exploration and it's something I haven't been able to do because pandemic. And... This is not going to be the episode where I start editing 
more than just silence truncation, but goddamn, it really needs to be. Um, yeah, but I, I remember thinking as I pulled onto the forest road, it was just like, I'm doing this because I can. And there was just a very solid emphasis. Because I can't. Nothing's going to stop me. No one's going to stop me. So I drive up the road a little bit. I drive down the road a little bit. And I start getting a little signal in my car. I was thinking, is that the check engine light? No, that's not the check engine light. I think that's not the check engine light. Fuck, is it check engine light? I'm going through this thought process like over and over and over again. Pull out the book, try to find the icon. It's not the check engine light. Can't find what it is. Um, Start thinking tire pressure. And when I can't find it in the book, the obvious way to check if it's a tire pressure gauge is to get out and check the tire pressure. And lo and behold, one of my tires was low enough that I was like able to poke it and, you know, squish it a bit with a finger, which is not... I know enough about cars and tire pressure to know that that's not good. Uh, I was already heading back down the hill. I really wanted to stop for lunch and stop to hammock for a while by the river um, at this one spot that I knew wasn't going to be that far down the road. And I wasn't sure if there was a gas station between where I was and where I wanted to go, but I figured it was one of those where I'm at's not a good spot to be, so let's just see. Um, Turned out the place I wanted to stop was the next exit on the highway. So I got off the road. Um, There was no place I could stop that would be helpful. Um... (laughs) started driving to find a try to find a place to stop and eventually the the light instead of just being on started flashing that was a good sign that it was definitely time to pull over and stop and i pulled over and got out of my car and walked around and checked the tire and indeed it was actual flat at that point uh so i knew it was you know in the middle of the forest um part of my goal had been to get in within a cell phone cell phone service range because I didn't have cell service in the previous road um so I called a friend friend was like I could get out there eventually but it's not going to be fast and I was like yeah I yeah I know where you are I know where I am um don't have a spare in my car it was pretty clear from the first moment like as soon as as soon as I saw what had happened and where I was that my best hope was going to be having a stranger come by and be able to do something about it. I mean, hello, I don't know what to do about a flat tire. I don't have a spare. I don't have a patching kit and I wouldn't know how to use a spare or a patching kit if I did have them. Um, I used to be pretty well covered on roadside assistance after, you know, that time that I ran out of gas in the middle of California, which I'm not going to bother to tell you about right now because this is already getting a lot longer than I meant. That's okay. We're rolling with it. We don't have a plan. Um, I do need some water. Alright, I'm getting hungry, so I'm gonna finish this up. Um, so I knew... Oh, I basically, my hope was waving down a car and someone could come help, could help me. And I was extremely lucky in that the next car to pass not only stopped to ask if I was okay when they saw me, you know, parked in the side of a random spot of forest road um it just so happened the person driving was a mechanic and he was heading back home to seattle to drop the dog off at home because the dog was not doing well camping and then coming back out so he we dug in my car to see if there was any kind of tire repair kit there was 
There actually was. Um, there also is an air, air compressor in my car, which is something I really wish I had known earlier. But now I know. So now that's something I don't need to worry about. Um, and so we, he did the like, you know, liquid gunk tire repair thing that my car had. And neither of us trusted it for the entire hour drive back to Seattle from where I was. But he was heading back to Seattle with the dog. And he was a mechanic, so he told me he'd get a patching kit and come back out. And if I could just hang out there for, like, three or four hours, um, he'd be back and he'd patch my tire for me. And I was like, okay, that sounds good. Um, I had my friend at the text ready if, you know, I needed anything. And the guy and I exchanged numbers and I got my car to a better spot to park where I could hang out and set up my hammock. It was probably about noon when I stopped, maybe a little before that. Um, and just spent the afternoon chilling in my hammock by the river, which I guess was my original plan. And I wasn't sure if I was going to end up doing it. And the guy came back and he patched my tire and I was on my way. And it took me a couple days to process that stress that, you know, I wasn't stressed in the moment because there was such a fast saloon, but then I came out of it and worried retroactively, I guess. Um, and also my car is going to need some amount of repairs. I am now aware and it's going to be some amount of money and the there's a degree of, I don't know how drivable it is right now. I don't know what the risk of this happening again is right now. I just know that I need to bring it in. And I also know that our government can't do shit the extended extra unemployment benefits run out very soon so I'm definitely nervous about money and I'm also trying to keep the same attitude that I'm gonna do the things that I can and hope that everything else will work out somehow because I'm trying but I think we all know it's right now so on that note um I would love to hear from people I think some of you plenty of you know how to get a hold of me if you don't you can send me an email um I really should have looked up the email address before I started recording I think that was one of the things that I meant to do hold on <laughs> Okay, confirmed. The email address is hello at unwoundpod.me or you can go to unwoundpod.me to sign up for the email list that I will eventually send emails to. And yeah, if you have any friends who you think might be benefited, tell your friends. But honestly, it's more helpful for me right now if you tell me your thoughts and you give me some encouragement because... Honestly, just hearing back from some people after the last episode that they liked it and that they were looking forward to more was the motivation that got me to start working on this one and the motivation that got me to eventually say, okay, fine, it's going to be chaos, but I'm just going to record the goddamn thing so people can have their podcast. And with that, thank you and have a good night, I guess. Good night. I'll talk to you all later. Bye.